Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my first episode of Not Your Parents PR. I'm Marla. And a little bit of background about me. I have experience in communications, specializing in copywriting, editing, and creative ideation. I like coming up with big ideas that are very unlikely to come to fruition and (laughs) crafting puns that push the edge. So for all my episodes, you can expect useful tips, inspiration, and comparisons slash stories from my life. The first segment I'd like to get into, drum roll, please. Copy that. Starting with my first love words, we will dive into a few writing tips. A quick disclaimer, these tips are geared towards areas where consumer-friendly language is necessary. So that means like advertisements, blogs, social media, and website copy. And before I get into this, you'll see throughout the episode, I really like the power of three. So often my tips come in threes and it's a good way to stay organized. So from my observation, here are three bad writing tendencies that we are all guilty of, whether we like to admit it or not. Number one, using complex words. I just have to let you know that when you are writing something, no SAT words are welcome to the party. (laughs) So this is my visualization for you all today. Try the spelling bee test. You have the picture that you are on stage at your, let's say, fifth grade spelling bee, and you're in the finals. And if the word the clunky giant word that you are trying to infuse into your writing is placed in front of you. How confident are you in your ability to spell it and win the spelling bee championship? So if you kind of get this weird analogy, keeping it simple is a lot better. (laughs) I remember when I was like fresh out of college and I was editing my resume and I was trying to sound so smart and I recruited the help of one of my mentors. She had graduated the year prior and I sent my resume to her and I got it back completely simplified, boiled down. There was more white space on the page because she cut so many words out and used simpler language. And she just gave me the really gentle but important feedback. Humans are hiring you and just let that sink in. Because to remember when, you know, you're applying to any job or writing something, you are speaking to humans and you are trying to win their approval. So don't bog them down with heavy language. Okay, that was a big one. Number two, we forget to read our sentences out loud. When you write, you're often writing as we read. And again, for casual and formal instances, you need to change it to how you speak. If you find you are tripping over your words when you read them out loud, change them. Make them easy on yourself and your future reader. Number three, we can often bore the reader by trying to push our own agenda and forget that we need to entertain them a bit. I just read this tip, and I think this sums it up perfectly, on LinkedIn from Daniel Garou. I might be butchering his last name. I apologize, Daniel, if you are listening. Every line of copy has one primary function, 
to make you read the next. I'm just going to say that one more time. Every line of copy has one primary function to make you read the next. Never forget you are telling a story. You are hooking the reader. You need to make it a good story. So you can start your copy with a captivating statistic, a standout quote, or something intriguing that sets the stakes high. I'm just going to give you an example. Before you open that jar of peanut butter, read this. Okay, if you are a peanut butter lover like myself and you were skimming through a magazine and you saw this, aren't you on the edge of your seat? Don't you want to know what happens next? I mean, personally, I do. (laughs) I hope that example landed with you all. And if it didn't, it didn't. (laughs) All right, now that I'm done lecturing, I'm going to look on the positive side and share some tips from my favorite advertising book. And it has a silly title, so bear with me. It's called Hey Whipple, Squeeze This, The Classic Guide to Creating Great Ads by Luke Sullivan and Edward Bochis. Again, I may have butchered that. (laughs) This book that I have on my shelf is completely worn down. I have spilt many a coffee cups on it, but every time I open it, it's like brittle stained pages. (laughs) I feel inspired if I'm stuck on an assignment. It's like opening the Bible and being like, oh, that's the verse I needed to hear. Not that I read the Bible very often. Do not tell my mother. Oh, and this book has pictures, which is really fun if you're a visual learner like myself. All right. I am taking this advice from chapter six, The Virtues of Simplicity, and I will quote, simplicity is all simple logic, simple arguments, simple visual images. If you can't reduce your argument to a few crisp words and phrases, there's something wrong with your argument. Just take a breath, take a moment to recognize that if you cannot get your point across succinctly, it is never going to land or resonate with the reader. So I'm going to go through the three simple things about simple that are simple and powerful. (laughs) Number one, simple breaks through clutter. As it says in the book, the kryptonite of clutter is simplicity. And I'm going to do another visualization here. Think about your closet. And you're trying to find your favorite, favorite t-shirt. And can you spot that favorite t-shirt if it's buried under the other hundreds of t-shirts you haven't thrown out yet? Donate those unnecessary clothes and get rid of unnecessary words to get to the good stuff, to get to the good outfit. (laughs) So another quick little example in my writing class. We once had to write like a page of content we were going to present, like a a story from our childhood. And before we presented it, my teacher said, cut the words in half, which we were all like, oh my gosh, how could we? It's only a page. But we did. And then five minutes later, she said, okay, cut it in half again. And I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, how am I going to get this down? But I did. And then we had to present them. It was challenging. But this is a good reminder for all of my emotionally attached writers out there. We can get so obsessed and fall in love with the words in front of us, but you need to detach the emotion and really think, does this word matter to my reader's experience? And then go from there. Number two, simple is easy to remember. Think of Nike's famous slogan, just do it. It's used in everyday language. 
And it is, you know, a very applicable term to just getting through that next pull up, that next sit up, whatever you're doing in Pilates class, just do it. I love it. The less words, the better. And think about it this way. When was the last time you scrolled open your phone and read the terms and conditions on your latest smartphone update? It's too lengthy. The tech companies definitely put some shady stuff in there you don't want to read or they don't want you to read, I should say. Um, And that's why it's lengthy. So they know what they're doing. Number three, final thing on simplicity. Simple has stopping power. This especially goes for visual advertisements. If you're picturing like a billboard, the more white space, the bigger the text, the better. And think carefully when you look at your advertisement in front of you. Do you need the tagline? Do you need the headline? Do you need the body copy? Do you need that long, ridiculous website link or the hashtag that no one uses? Can you pick one? Make the reader curious for more, but captivate them visually or with your words first. All right, that's all for the copy of that segment. And I promise to put the links to the resources in the show notes. All right, moving on to segment number two. Another drum roll, please. I will make my own drum roll sounds with my mouth. Marketing in the wild that made me go, whoa. (laughs) So I'm going to give an example here of my favorite local coffee shop and why two instances in one week demonstrated the three great elements of a marketing campaign. So I'm going to take you all visually down the road to my neighborhood, which I live in the Hoboken, Jersey City area. So right across from New York City, which is the best view of New York City, by the way. But I'm going to take you to my favorite cafe in Hoboken. It's called The Hive, which it's women-owned and incredible. And I'm going to take you to my first experience on a Tuesday. So it's my average middle of the work week, sleepy, sleepy morning. And I walk in and I order my usual espresso over ice, which if you guys are cheap girlies like myself, um, getting espresso over ice and adding your own milk is a little cheap girl hack. It's usually like two to three bucks for a cup of coffee that way. So when I grabbed my cup, I noticed that there was a little label on it and it was like in bright orange marker in clearly like a children's handwriting. And it said, be powerful. And it was so cute, like a little affirmation to start my day. And I recognized it was from a local elementary school, which is around the corner. And I looked at like the stack of the rest of the cups um, behind the counter. And there was a bunch of different labels with like varying messages on them, which I thought was so cute. So that was example number one. Example number two, I'll take you to Saturday. So that week, Nike, shout out Nike once again, they opened up a new shop in Hoboken. And to promote the grand opening of the store, they decided to partner with the Hive for the entirety of Saturday. They covered the cost of a free coffee for customers throughout the day. And I thought this was so cool because if you could, if you did post a photo on social media and tag Nike, tag the store, you were entered to win a private training session with a Nike trainer in New York City. New gear from their local shop would all be yours and a $100 gift card to local shop. So like 
free training session, free merch, and free coffee. That's sick. <laughs> so just going in to get the free cup of coffee that day was enough for me. And I posted a photo. And I should also mention, I posted a photo too of the the label I got earlier that week that said, be powerful, because I thought it was so cute. So I'm going to just walk you through quickly why, to me, both of these experiences hit on three elements of a good marketing campaign. Number one, both initiatives met the target audience where they are. So, you know, you just have to kind of think about when you're making a campaign, how can you already integrate yourself and what your consumers are typically doing throughout the day? So for me, it was like, I'm going to the coffee shop anyway, and the interaction with the brand was already there. So for the little label with the kids message I got on it, um, I mean, I don't know what the intention was, if they were trying to advertise the school or recruit more students. I'm just saying if I had a child, I would consider sending them to that school because I'd be like, what fun initiatives they're doing in class. And obviously Nike picked a local coffee shop and I love that they did not partner with like a big name brand, like a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. No shade to them. I love them too, but they met the target audience where they are and where they're living. Number two, I thought both initiatives were a very immediate reward based on a simple action. So going back to simplicity, it was really easy for me to go to the store and grab that cup of coffee. And it was really easy for me to interact with the giveaway, which brings me to my next point. I think both also gave good opportunities for social media. And it was kind of free advertising because with the school, the school's name was on the label. So if you took a photo of it and posted it on social, you would see the school's name. And for Nike, you would see they had these cool sleeves for the coffee that said Nike on them. So both ways, you're getting a lot of buzz on social media. And it's a really, really easy lift for the customer. So that is... I absolutely loved that week and I'm still shaking from all the espresso. And that concludes the segment marketing in the wild that made me go, whoa. All right. So we're concluding the episode. And while at this time we do not have sponsors, we thought it would be fun to make up sponsors for products we wish existed. So today, Not Your Parents PR was sponsored by to-do pen. It's a magic pen that reads your brain and writes your to-do list for you. And that, that is all. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You can follow me on social media in the show notes where you can find all the resources I talked about today. Thanks and have a good one.